This film can eat shit. <laughs> it can fuck off and I'm never watching it again. We're curating an interconnected collection of craps and classics spanning the history of cinema. Each week's film is connected to the last by a single cast member, and so it continues forever, or until we can't be asked anymore. This week's film is... Death Note. How's it going, George? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you doing? You good, Dan? Very well, thanks, mate. Very well, as usual. Whenever we're sat here, it's my happy place at the moment. Yeah, same, mate. Like I say, this is um, you know, definitely one of the highlights of the week. Like I know we really enjoy recording it, we enjoy editing it, and um, yeah, it's just it's just a good time, mate. So yeah, cool. Sorry to interrupt your listening pleasure here, but I thought it would be a good idea to add a caveat early on in this episode. This was recorded before some very big news, both universal and personal. Firstly, the country where both George and I live, England, was announced to go back into a general lockdown. Now, that in itself wouldn't be reason enough to interrupt the episode, but two crucial developments have occurred as a result. Firstly, the lockdown commences on what would have been my wedding day. The wedding is mentioned in this episode a few times, so feel free to laugh or feel sorry for me at the relevant bits. And the frantic reorganising and running about caused a delay in the editing of this episode. And in the interim, we heard the very sad news of the passing of Sir Sean Connery. No doubt we will discuss this further in a future episode, but as the man himself is also mentioned a couple of times, I thought it was worth explaining. So, rest in peace Sir Sean, the bond of all bonds. And for now, back to your scheduled programme. Good. How's your week been? It doesn't feel that long ago that we recorded the last episode because we did a, a bonus episode as well, didn't we? Yeah, we did indeed. But no, the week's been great. Thanks, mate. I'm, I'm a proper Christmas fan, as you might know. So I know we're only at the end of October, but I'm already getting quite excited for that. So yeah, it's all good. But yeah, not a bad week, mate. You know, busy with work, trying to get things done before the Christmas break and that. So that's cool. And yeah, as always, playing a load of PlayStation, watching a load of movies, like smashing the bake off. You know, things are good. Such is life, mate. Such is that's life. That's it. How about you, mate? You've been having a good one? Same, mate. Yeah, consuming media, which is basically uh, my full-time hobby at the moment. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, we might as well just crack on and, and talk about what we've uh, seen. Have you seen anything good this week, mate? Yeah, I have actually. I mean, I feel like I always say I've seen something good, but that's because generally I, I, <laughs> I feel like I do. <laughs> this week then, the first thing that I watched was uh, on Friday, Borat came out. And I know we had a little chat about it, didn't we, last week? I know you're going to watch it this week. Have you seen Borat? I have, yet? yeah. Borat, subsequent movie film. That's a subsequent movie film. I was quite apprehensive because um, such a big fan of the original Borat and I'm such a big fan of Sasha Baron Cohen in general I think like the guy's an absolute genius you know when I think of like the funniest people I could ever think of he comes for me right at the top of the list you know I still watch old Ali G episodes on YouTube I would I would say as well that Bruno is probably like what I consider my funniest ever film oh, you know wow, really? Re- I find it hilarious and it's not just me one of my best pals he finds it hilarious too and one night no gag we watched it once and then it finished and then we're chatting away and then it replayed you know on DVD where the menu and it just replayed so we watched yeah. it twice right all the way through back to back and then the same thing happened it went back to the menu and it started playing for a third time and this is about two three in the morning eventually went to sleep but yeah so because of that you know it it has to be my funniest ever film you know i I really find it funny anyway a little bit apprehensive when they announced borat 2 because i thought oh i don't know if it's gonna like work second time round. you know it's been done and i just thought it might fall 
flat on its face. And I'm happy to say, personally, I thought it was hilarious. Maybe not quite as good as the first, but I really liked it and I was laughing a lot. Did you like it? I thought it was good, not great. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think that the, I don't know whether it's me, the, my humor, like my sense of humor has changed, or the act's getting a bit old. I don't know. One thing that I think might co- contribute to it is the amount of people over the last fifteen whatever years have been doing terrible Borat impressions, and that's all I could think of. All the people that have got no sense of humor to so just repeat gags from Borat, like she's my wife, <laughs> like terrible, you know, impressions. Yeah, and I was just like every time I heard him, I was just thinking of all these twats in in my life that have ever done that and I don't know if that just ruined it for me but I did there were some really funny scenes in it one of my favourite was um, the the scene where where uh, his daughter uh, goes to the toilet and kind of discovers herself shall oh, I say God. and then explains how to make an oh, explosion to, to to a crowd of, of oh, females she was brilliant his daughter wasn't yeah, she really she good, was yeah. awesome also another bit I won't go into too much detail for people that haven't seen it but that bit of the dance where you know she's she's on her moon time or something yeah. like oh when people have seen it they'll know what I'm on about it, but it's just so gross and so stupid and just very very funny I, was, um, I did enjoy his performance on stage as well when he was disguised and he went to that kind of tr- pro-Trump rally type thing yeah and, and he was singing a song about yeah. oh my god that song was really catchy actually like, yeah. it, was, it was very I mean, very the good. words were horrific but yeah. yeah it was yeah so yeah I did like I can't say I hated it. Uh, I did enjoy it and it made me laugh quite a few times. Uh, but just sometimes I was just thinking this is feeling a bit tired. But I've got to say Borat is still a, a classic character, isn't he? Oh, absolutely genius. And also another thing I get from those movies is like some of the things that some of the people's views in that. It's funny when Borat is, you know, talking to Exposing them. it. Yeah, but when you actually think about like what these people think, it's just horrible. Do you mean? I'm yeah. sure there's people like that in the UK. I'm sure there's people like that in Europe. I'm sure. Oh, 100. You know what I mean? If you, have, have you seen the original Borat series? series like, yeah. Part, part, yeah like you see that was done in the uk wasn't yeah, it? yeah he did a lot of that in the uk and he, he was finding the same sorts of people yeah, with though. people that are like supporting fox hunting and all this stupid stuff you know like this it just makes he just shines a light on how dickish like half the world is so yeah. a bit scary really it, like sometimes watching it you know it's funny and then you look back and you think oh god but anyway really enjoyed that funny thing as well the other thing i watched this week which um again i thoroughly enjoyed also had sasha baron cohen in as well and it was the trial of the chicago seven on netflix uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is awesome it's, it's a true story uh all based on a true story and also it has a link to one of our movies before so it was a few good men was written by aaron sorkin, sorkin yeah sorkin he actually wrote and directed this oh, wow. um so it had again lots of that courtroom drama and tension and all that and it is absolutely brilliant this movie i thoroughly enjoyed it sasha baron cohen is in the movie and he has a dodgy american accent in it but he plays a really really good part and this film's all about some basically it's it's, it's a case where basically a big riot happened in Chicago and the government want to say it was the the, the people protesting and the, the people protesting are convinced it's the... Um... Sorry, I didn't quite... Shut up! Shut up, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the government are basically trying to pin it on the protesters and the protesters say, no, 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 it wasn't us. It was actually the pre- police being majorly brutal to us. Mm. And the whole film just conjures up this really like powerful feeling of like fighting back against the system, you know? Eddie Redmayne in. And also it had Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. Oh, like- yeah, who was, who was in our first movie in, in Inception. And he plays an amazing part. And so 
basically this film is absolutely great and after you'll feel more powerful and you'll feel like you want to do something really good for the world and so i encourage everyone to have a watch and to yeah lap it up because it is a really good one just talking of joseph gordon levitt weirdly this week i downloaded an app that he's involved with oh right um, called hit record okay no hit record so what's this then i've been seeing him like publicizing it on on twitter for quite a while but it's it's a little project that he's pulled together where basically download the app and Mm. you you collaborate with people from all around the world to create something so for example i was just pissing about on it to see what it was about because i'd seen something that they had made yeah and there was someone who's doing like an audio piece and they wanted people to read out read a particular poem right and i thought oh let's give it a go and loads of people were basically reading it i think they're taking a line from each poem and making it like you know a collaborative poem where oh, people do it cool. but there's loads of things there's video ones there's audio ones there's drawings there's short stories and stuff like that it's just a, a bit of a strange uh bit of a strange idea but i i think there's a lot of people that might get get something from that so uh if you're interested i recorded a line from a poem uh, just for one just to see how it worked and, well, and then uploaded it and yeah. then that gets added to everyone else's bit and then it becomes one big huge yeah thing, so, so then the curator then pulls it all together and then you might be part of it you might not be depending on how good your voice is uh, mine's terrible so. <laughs> you could do one like you could do who can do like the biggest burp like, do you know what I mean and then like say to people if you can do a big one send them in and we'll we'll put it all together yeah I think they're all a bit arty farty for that time they'll, they'll look down their noses at you I want to rock the boat <laughs> that's cool so so Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah it's called Hit Record so yeah if you're interested in that sort of thing have a look and yeah people who are creatives out there and want to kind of uh, have a creative outlet Hit Record's a a good place for that so you're welcome Joseph that's a little plug for you yeah that's it good luck to you Joseph and that sounds good so that sounds cool mate what have you been watching this week what have you been doing what's been going on other than Borat's subsequent movie film and more of the Australian for, <laughs> married oh, at first sight yeah how you getting on with it uh, yeah smashing for it mate I think we've got like another four episodes to go so we've watched like 20 odd episodes yeah. uh, will they stay together will they not yeah well, exactly yeah they're, they're falling by the wayside most of the couples <laughs> other than that I've also watched uh, the next James Bond film uh, which is Goldfinger oh amazing so this is Odd Job um, he appears, it. yeah, awesome. Now, just a quick, you know, whistle-stop review. This is when James Bond starts to nail the formula that we kind of recognise today. A lot of the the bits that we, we know James Bond for, the opening credits, the, like, iconic henchman, like you said, odd job. Is it the laser one as well with the... That's it. You expect me to talk? Yeah. No, no ex- Mr. Bond, <laughs> I expect you to die. That Spot one. On. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's got Pussy Galore in it, who I think is amazing, one of the best Bond girls or whatever you want to call them nowadays. Although the scene in the barn when he's basically sexually assaulting her is doesn't age very well. Oh, uh, wow. Does she's look- saying no and he's forcing himself on her oh, and my- finally she gives up. But she says no quite a few times. Oh, James. But yeah, it's pretty rapey. Also, that is some name, isn't it? <laughs> Pussy, Pussy Galore. Yeah. Like... I don't know. I think that was the start of the uh, double entendre names for the uh, for the Bond girls. There's there's quite a few of them, but yeah, that's one of the most obvious, isn't it? <laughs> Goldfinger's good too, although I can't look at him without seeing Goldmember now. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, yeah, Bond. he's struggling. <laughs> um, the set design's amazing. Ken Adams it nails it. The kind of the layer, the, like you say, the laser scene. The final assault on Fort Knox is good, but also hilarious because of the way people are passing out from the gas and whatever. It's quite laughable in places, but I I love it. All in all, it's a classic. It set the set the tone. I'm going to say 006 out of 007. Awesome. So a high score. Like I say, 
right at the top but not quite you know the yeah. perfect bond so yeah and j- there are films out there that i'm going to have in the lower halves of the 007 so don't worry they're not all classics it's it won't be long until you you get me uh slagging one off so. <laughs> well that's so the thing i mean of... everyone knows that the sean connery ones like are on the whole pretty damn good aren't they you yeah. know a lot of people you know including you would say some of them are your absolute favorites i think a lot of people i think you're the same me like when the roger moore ones come along there's a few that might be a little bit more harder to watch less enjoyable slightly you know yeah there is one one sean connery one that i hate and there are a lot of roger moore films that are terrible that i love oh i see so yeah Yeah. so like i say it's it's a mixed bag all throughout and there's there's ones you like and don't etc and yeah we'll be interested to hear you know what you think of each that's it and that's basically all i've watched mate other than you know trash reality tv i can't believe i'm in that stage and bake-off like you bake-off excellent like i say japanese week this week japanese week i've actually seen so we watch it on friday because um the week's quite busy and stuff so yeah i don't know who goes don't know who gets star baker but what we do to make it more interesting like (laughs) such losers but like basically um shah she'll pick a character well a character that she'll pick a contestant on the first week and that'll be like her person and then I pick a person on the first week and that'll be my person and the whole time like every time my person gets something good I'll be like cheering and she'll be like booing and then every time her one like has something good I'll be like oh that's a fix you know what I mean it's just a lot of banter that's one of the coolest and saddest things I've ever heard I agree it is even me saying it I'm looking at myself thinking oh god who did you choose by the way I choose a guy called Mark the guy with the beard with the long hair who's Irish and um, he made that bottle cake the other day encased and he was doing really well until the bottle fell down and I was gutted but you know he he was sort of in the bottom three and I was a bit worried that he might go but he's still in there and Shah's got the, the the young Scottish bloke who was smashing it yes, but he's yeah. you know he's creaking a little bit so mm-hmm. we'll see well one of you might have a big surprise this week mate let's oh see. Let's see. that's it mate so yes you it's might my not. night I, I, I can't even remember who went to be honest <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'll be i'll be excited nevertheless well enough of that bollocks let's let's get on to the real stuff should we chat about uh, this week's film yeah i think that'll be excellent so this week's film was well it was it was my choice this week we got here through a an actress called margaret qualley she played a hippie girl with no shoes on in once upon a time in hollywood and uh, yeah link to this uh, this is death note and uh, yeah this is a, you know a spooky film for halloween that's it so here it is death note Shall we begin? (laughs) You're a death god. Yes. What exactly can I do with this death note? Put your name down and see what happens. It's not going to solve a few crimes. It's going to solve all crime. Do you think that I'm crazy? I think you're not crazy enough. We could change the world. The killer has taken credit for over 400 deaths. Although we do not know how he kills his victims, we do know he's not some omnipotent force. He's a person. Like you or me. You're the one who flew into the sun. I'm just here to make sure you burn. We're not the good guys anymore. How do you know what you're doing? I promise you, you will not survive. 
they want is a god. So let's give it to them. So what's your history with this film, mate? My history is I have absolutely no history. <laughs> so I picked this movie because it was a spooky sounding film and it's that our Halloween episode, you know? Cue a creaking door. That's it. That's it. That's very good. Like I say, if people don't know, that's actually Dan doing that, you know, that's not him putting on it on a, you know, an effect. A sound clip, nah. So yeah, my history is I have no history at all. I watched it for the first time. I didn't know anything about it, and yeah, that's all my history. Great. Well, I have, I have seen it, but I don't think I finished it because I don't remember the ending at all. I don't know if that's you know it's due to something else, but I, mm. I don't remember seeing the end of it. But mm. I have seen it. I I knew that it was based on like a, a manga slash anime series as well. So I know they're usually disappointing, but not because of the source material, but because the adaptations are usually shit. But that's it. Yeah, and I'm gonna say up front, I. It, it was quite forgettable. I, like I couldn't even remember the name of it when you told me last week what it what, which one it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> but here we are. So yeah, so you didn't know what to expect when you went in. You had no expectations. You chose it off the back of it. Just sounded like a, a Halloween film. Yeah, I mean, I liked the the cover. It looked it looked really good. The cover. Mm. I liked the I liked the look of the the monster on the cover. I liked the color. I know it sounds silly, but I liked the black cover with the white like spikes of the the monster. Yeah. You know, I thought. You know, if as covers go, I thought this is quite this could be quite good, mm. you know. And you know, obviously, we'll get into whether <laughs> it was any good or not. Yeah, well, might as well get into it now. So, kind of opening is we get a bit of slow mo high school cliches, don't we? Sprinkled with a bit of dark underbelly. So, you get like these cheerleaders dancing, uh, practicing, but then one of them's got a fag, and which you don't usually see. So, it's fe feeling a bit cliche, but then with a bit of a darker underbelly, yeah. Um, and then you get this character kind of handing over school essays for money. It's all that kind of stuff, isn't it? And it, 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 that's what I thought originally when it started. It was feeling, oh, this is quite faculty. It's quite, you know, high school. I keep saying cliche, but that's what it felt like. It oh, felt big like time. High, high school cliche. But then you were seeing little bits that weren't necessarily what you'd usually see in those montages. Sort of went a little bit against the grain, you know, yeah. on a few of those shots. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I mean, we'll get into it a bit more, but I wish it had stayed like smaller scale more high schooly throughout do you know what i mean that's exactly my point for this mate we <laughs> exactly will, um, the same we'll get into it more you know and you know first two minutes i was thinking I'm quite off for this yeah. like i i, quite, I was in quite a mood to watch like a, an american high school get terrorized by some monster you know it's quite like quite even if that monster is the, the the kid who's writing in the book and he's he's like anyone who pisses him off he's killing but I was quite up I, for it. I 100% agree. And that's what I hoped it would be. Mm. Now, I understand the anime and the manga are, are more long form, so they can tell this more wide arcing story about how he becomes a god and stuff like that later on. Spoilers, yeah. by the way, if you haven't seen it. So I, I understand that that's the way you should go with that and make it, you know, broaden it out and take it worldwide. But you've got less than two hours to tell this story. I don't understand why they're going global with it. They should have kept it on the, a similar premise as like a kind of side call to the rest of the, the, the mythos. Yep. So this is a new character. Don't base it on the character from the manga because you're only going to piss off the fans and say this is just kind of a, inspired by this manga. Yep. This is the next person who gets the book. And the thing is, the manga, I believe, was all sort of, you know, based in Japan and stuff, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, I think it annoyed a lot of people having it in America if they'd done what you said and just said, this is based on the, ma-, you know, yeah. they it, they could have got away with it being in America and they could have changed it completely. Yeah. It, but, I mean, we'll get into that sort of, you know, as, as we, we go. go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like you say, it starts off very high schooly, and basically we get some we get some sort of classic characters. So you've got that cheerleader, she's smoking a fag, so you, you instantly think maybe she's a bit of trouble, do you know what I mean? You've got the geek guy who's sitting there all, like, mopey. His name's Light, isn't it? That's right. What a name, Strange Light. name. But again, yeah, that's fr- straight from the anime. Yeah, fair enough. So they're keeping it, they're keeping it legit, you know. And, yeah, basically a, a, a book just falls out of the sky. Yeah. Uh, Straight away done it. There's like an ominous gust of wind, yeah, like a crack of thunder and lightning, and then just a book falls out of the sky. That's I, I really felt. Oh, this is cool. Like you don't don't need explaining here. Just something falls out of the sky. Literally, they don't have to think about how he comes across this book. Mm. Fuck it, it just falls out of the sky. I quite like that. Yeah, like I say, it's it's intriguing. Definitely, you know, it's if you're not hooked by the you know the cheerleaders and the you know <laughs> the Seattle skyline, then you know you'll be hooked by that book. Yeah. One thing I did notice very early on is that so that cheerleader in question is that Margaret Qualley and she did this I, know, I mean I know, I know it's the same person but she did that same smile as she as mm. she does to Brad Pitt in in Once Upon a Time and I thought oh my god like you know what I mean like they look I know it's I know it's her so she's going to look the same but it was that know. same kind of psycho yeah, smile but she's playing it. a psycho in this as well absolutely so again, she is indeed get into again. yeah but like this this book like we say falls out the sky lands next to light and I mean, if it was any other book, like a textbook or something like that, he would have just left it. But it's quite, it's quite uh, intriguing when you see a, a, an old torn book saying "Death Note" on it, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, it looks pretty cool. It's like it's all it's bound in leather, and you know, it looks all all like dilapidated, and 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 you know, like a million people have you know fingered it. Whoa, <laughs> that's the word. You know what I mean? That's a like... different book, mate. <laughs> And then it starts pissing it down, doesn't it? And Wait, and it does for most of the movie. Like they yeah. love rain in this film. And yeah. classic horror yeah. trope. And he comes across a classic bully situation, doesn't he? Which is again another cliche. Yeah, I mean, so the bullies are sort of beating up another sort of geek guy. Yeah, uh, he sort of tries to break it up and gets punched in the face. Yeah, well, he? Mia, is it Mia that interrupts first, and yeah. then he tries to protect her. He gets ultra angry, doesn't he? The first time you see a bit of flash of the dark side to him, gets ultra angry when they say something to him but he gets it handed to him and uh, yeah gets knocked out for his efforts yeah and then we get uh straight into the principal's office and this is where we're just learning about this guy quick and fast like it, it turns Too out quick like and fast you know what i mean like it's like they couldn't help but in you know just say like i know that you've only got one parent and your mother <laughs> yeah, died yeah. or whatever you know I, I don't believe in cutting you slack because your mum died yeah oh. so you know within the first couple of minutes they're just laying on a plate you know this guy's got you know issues because of what happened in his family and like this is where I started like sighing a little bit I'm like Same. oh god yeah. like this is going down a bit of a like trodden path it, you know it um, felt a bit rushed this first uh, few minutes and then he's straight into detention isn't he yeah he's straight into detention he's um, got a nice apple on his desk that looks perfect and yeah. pristine and it's going to stay that way I'm sure Yeah. and uh, then you get your first attempted jump scare where someone just kind of uh, comes up to his desk and asks him what he's doing or whatever yeah and then he slides his textbooks off the off the table. Yeah, I thought this is odd. So, like, 
he wants to read the death note yeah. okay but instead of just putting the books like i don't know down onto the side he just like throws them off the table i just thought weird, <laughs> weird you know yeah. yeah and basically the teacher says to him look right i'm gonna leave you alone in this room don't go to sleep we'll be here for another day or whatever you know so i'm gonna leave you alone and um, conveniently just, i'm gonna leave you on your own that's it i'll leave you on alone for about 20 minutes for something to happen yeah you know? exactly um, and it does doesn't it so as he's alone and he, he reads the he starts reading the death note the, the lights will go out don't they and yeah. the marbles start flying around everywhere and it's all like terribly scary not well, <laughs> Before that, <laughs> before that, he reads a couple of rules, doesn't he? So rule one was the human whose name is written in this note shall die. So that's telling you that's basically the premise of the film. Yeah. And then, oh, just so you know, this note will not take effect unless the writer has the person's face in their mind when writing his or her name. So basically, because the, the immediate thing I thought when I first watched this was, oh, you just have to write someone's name. Does that kill everybody with that name? <laughs> <Because around laughs> that is a great show. Like, oh, like James Smith. Yeah. Right, there'll be like 50,000 deaths. Yeah, suddenly death. half the population of uh, the UK is Do you gone. know this rule thing? I mean, I know it pops up throughout the thing. I fucking hate this rule thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I know in the, the, the manga anime, I'm sure it's a big part of it, right? Yeah. They can really flesh it out. In this film, all the rules felt like they just... D- to get the plot where they wanted it to go, they would just say, oh, stick a rule in, stick a rule in, yeah. stick a rule. Do you know what I mean? I honestly, I hated all this. Like, I wish they just stuck with a really simple thing. If you put the name in, they die, bang. Yeah, do you know what exactly. I mean? Just, I just I hate all this rule stuff. It really made me... Well, do you want to see which ones you do hate? Because I've got a list of all the rules that appear. Well, all, what was it, 90-odd? <laughs> so these are the ones that appear oh, in... The, no, these, right. these are the ones that are officially in the, okay. the, the manga. There's a couple of additional ones. But to these... be fair, I'll probably be confused by them because I, I felt like this in this film. I was like, what the hell? So the person can write it, but then if it gets burnt, it's not that our yeah. mate. Go for well, it. Well, there's also some fake rules that the characters make up in order when they're turning when they're passing the book on in order for, for them to gain out of it. So I won't go into that because it gets a bit confusing. <laughs> oh but the, these are real rules. So I've, I've told you the first two right um, the third one is if the cause of death is written within 40 seconds of writing the person's name it will happen so we know about that one i didn't know it was 40 seconds but you have to write the cause of death as well you know he was talking about he says you need to, so like sorry that. one more time so if you have to write the cause of death within 40 seconds yeah or that person won't die. Yeah, that basically what will happen if you don't specify, this is the next rule, right. if the cause of death is not specified, the person will simply die of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Make it a bit more interesting. So lazy. <laughs> and then the next one is, after writing the cause of death, the details of the death should be written in the next six minutes and 40 seconds, 400 seconds or, approximate, or approximately 6.66 minutes. Six, well, six, six, six. That's a bit spooky. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's no accident. <gasps> so complicated. And, and then next, the death note will not affect those under seven hundred and eighty days old. Seven. Oh, so it means it won't affect a what, like a two-year-old, two-year-old. three, two-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that's just over two years, isn't it? Yeah. So, like so three, three, three-year-olds are fine. Yeah, yeah. Kill the three-year-olds. <laughs> okay, fair game. Yeah. <laughs> a death note will be rendered useless if the victim's name is misspelled four times. <laughs> <laughs> But then why would it be written four times? Surely you'd write it once, yeah. get the death in there quickly within 30 seconds. Blah, well, then blah, blah. if it doesn't work, oh, did I not write the name correctly? Name I'm correct. going to have to write again. Four so, times, you're out. So, yeah, basically this deaf god doesn't like illiteracy. Fair enough. Um, I think it should be if if you write it four times, then that person does. Yeah, you die. The, person, the, yeah. the speller. Yeah. And then finally, if a death note is lost or stolen, the owner will lose ownership unless it is retrieved within 490 days. That's a lot, lot of days. 
Again, that's a random amount. Is that a year and a half? I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yes, yeah, over a year. So, yeah, craziness. There are a lot of fake rules, but I am not reading through those. But, yeah, but at this point, I thought it would be good if we played a little game. Oh, go for it. Called, An early game. I love it. Yeah, called Who Would Be the First Three Names That You Wrote in the Death Note? <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> Joking, obviously. Uh, I wouldn't expect you to tell me. Tell me, oh, tell me afterwards. That's it. I'll put my notepad away. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I've got about 50 in there. <laughs> Joking. I could do that to anyone. Should we do a bonus episode on people <laughs> we'd write in Death Note? Yeah. Or, i got a good idea for a bonus episode. What movies we'd put in the Death Note so they get swallowed up and they die and they Wait. never come back? Oh, nice. And we could put a positive spin on it and do uh, a life note where we write down the name of someone we'd like to come back alive and create stuff for us. Yes, that is a cracking idea. That is our next bonus episode <laughs> coming up. You're going to have the, the death of five movies and you're going to have the rebirth of someone or something that, you know, can, can produce creativity forever. Cool. So we're either going to do that or not. So uh, either way, don't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not, we're not committing to that right now. But... Possibly, I like the idea. Yeah, um, it's got some legs. Exactly, yeah, it's got <laughs> legs. So then, we, like you said, we get the more thunder and lights out and ra- randomly marbles rolling across, flying the floor. around everywhere. Yeah. And this um, classroom, like it's sort of proper opened up. I'm like, it's massive. Yeah. Like yeah. it's got it's a classroom, a warehouse at the back, doesn't it? It looks like Argos or something. Yeah, it's a it's a lab, science lab slash warehouse, and there's an eight foot porcupine hiding in the corner. <laughs> With an awesome voice. I've got to say, I really love the design of of, of Ryuk. Is it Ryuk, isn't it? Yeah, he was Yeah, he was designed really, really cool. He he looked awesome. And the only thing is, I didn't like it as during the film, we got more of a look of his face. Do you know what I mean? Where it started, he started looking a bit shit, didn't it, basically? Yeah. I would have preferred it, him just to be completely in the shadows, the whole film, or even just he didn't have any... I'd rather he didn't have any detail on his head. He just... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think in the manga comic, I reckon it looked amazing. In this, really cool first off, but as I got closer to it during the film, I was like, oh. Yeah, broke. these bits where he was out of focus, so you got his shape and his eyes that looked like like cigarette ends, didn't they? Yeah. And his spikes and things like that. He's imposing and, and uh, ominous, and you don't get a feel of him. But later on, when you start seeing features of his face, he becomes a bit comical but yeah it's again again, they're showing us too much I think and again I completely agree with that this bit where you're just seeing his shadow and and elements of him and then you see him out of focus in the background those bits are the more effective ones where you you use your own imagination to think what this death god looks like got a great frame like you you with those spikes, you know, you would sort of notice them a mile off. So they could they could have done more with that. You know, you don't need to see the whole thing. Just a few spikes, you know, behind a bookshelf and you'll know it's incoming and stuff. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Like I just mentioned, I really liked his voice. I thought Willem Dafoe's uh, voice in it was like, I thought it was, I really, really liked yeah, it. Yeah, we've talked know, about Willem, voice. Willem's voice before, but he has got one of the best. Yeah. Um, I thought he, with his voice, it brought a bit of like mischievousness to the monster yeah. you know and there was a line i think i think it was actually it's coming up you know at this next point where he basically i think he says to the boy you know put the first name in and the kid goes oh i haven't got a pen and he goes here's a pen you know like yeah. it's like it was a bit cheeky a bit yeah. you know um, he's ready he's ready for surprise. yeah again a bit ham-fisted at this point where he's 
basically sell, trying to sell him death basically isn't he that's what this death god is doing he's yeah. he's a salesman for for murdering people for a book and he's in order to persuade him he's like look there's some bullies outside knowing this kid doesn't like bullies yeah and and that's the way it goes and this is where it turns into kind of final destination light isn't it yeah so basically we've got the bully from sort of five minutes ago haven't we outside starting on someone else you know basically you know being mean and uh, yeah as his name's gone into the book you know we see the first kill of the movie don't we and it is pretty brutal and awesome like, I think, annoyingly i think it's the best kill in the movie yeah it's the most interesting it and, is yeah. um the thing i like about the kill is that you you know it's going to happen and you're not quite sure how it's going to happen so i think they have like a, a group of kids on the other side of the road bouncing a basketball and you're like and you're thinking how is that going to kill the guy on the other side of the road and then the basketball goes out into the road and the, the truck comes and you know mm. and then you think oh he's going to get run over but it's more brutal than that because yeah. the truck crashes into something else and the ladder <laughs> Goes, yeah, and, and again, you know, it could have just knocked his head off, but it knocked half a head yeah, off, which right is for his mouth. Wasn't yeah, it? that actually looked really, really cool. You it know, was it very was very well done. Yeah, very well done. That was good. And then, so he's this has actually worked. So the kid's a bit freaked out by it, and then it kind of cuts to his house which is so close to the train track that it shakes every time a, a train goes by. And uh, the classic. So the mum's gone because she's dead, and the dad and the son, you know. They definitely won't get on, and they don't. They're sat at the other end of the table, and the, and you know you can almost hear the clock ticking, can't you? And the dad, like, it's just so corny. Like the dad, like wants to like ask how was school, or whatever. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And the guy's like, don't ask. You know what I mean? They just it's just lazy, isn't it? Oh, it's just so boring. And then they have a, a handy argument for us as an audience that lets us know that a scumbag killed his mum. Yeah, and that his dad's a cop. Yeah, I don't care if you're a cop. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. my god! Like and, and the fact that they have this argument conveniently on the day that this boy acquires a book that allows him to kill anybody as long as he can picture his face. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, okay, all right, we know where this is going. Get the book out. Let's get rid of this fella. And uh, he feeds, he goes up to his bedroom, doesn't he, in a strop, and he feeds uh, Ryuk another apple, doesn't he? Yeah. Because he can hear him in his cupboard or something. Yeah. And uh, I, I like the fact that they don't explain why he likes apples or whether there's a mythos beyond, but beyond that. Um, I just like the fact that it's a nice little character quirk. Yeah. it's It, it's, it really stands out, the red apple on the black darkness of the film do you know what I mean like yeah. it was quite a nice you know quite a nice like traffic light to say oh we're going to get Ryuk coming in any minute one of the bits that made me laugh well one of the only bits in this film that made me laugh uh, was the next bit where he just go, the, he sees the Ryuk's hand and he just goes your fingers are huge <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean that is like such a shit line it's awesome do you know what I mean yeah. like what but yeah that was quite funny and uh, one thing worth mentioning at this point and I think this goes through the whole film is kind of the 80s style soundtrack there's a lot of synth music there's a lot of 80s ballads later on in the mm. film and I, I quite like that it reminded me of kind of Drive and and things and also Guest have you seen Guest? I haven't seen Guest no. that was another that was a film by the same director okay um, and it had a similar sort of soundtrack did it seem yeah. to feel yeah, Adam Wingard. Um, it's a really good film, actually. You should you watch that. It's a lot better than this. Yeah? Yes. Well, it's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. We yeah. did not like this film. <laughs> and that's where the kid decides to write his mum's murderer. Yeah. Murderer slash killer. And he's the most, like, brash and over-the-top, like, you know, mum killer you could get, isn't he? You know, yeah. so the mum was killed... Cocky. Because, yeah, because of, like, drink driving, you know... And we get we get shown this this guy who's in a restaurant who's glugging champagne who's like you know really cocky and really over the top you know and again this is just something else that is making me go oh 
god like you know i can see what's sort of maybe coming here exactly so yeah he basically decides to write his name in the book and then quite a strange death like the the, <laughs> the waiter trips over a salt pot or whatever yeah so, and, so, so a diner knocks over a, a salt shaker yeah and then the waitress kind of stumbles on that or waiter or waitress stumbles on that salt shaker knocks this guy and the guy for some reason has a steak knife pointing upwards and it goes right into his throat is it or yeah his but mouth, then he or? projectile vomits blood then he's yeah. like Bleh! and like you're like what why did that happen you know i've got a note saying why did blood just come out of his knife like that but for a bit of gore basically. anyway yeah just to sort of ramp up the gore a bit i um, did think at that point though is this, if this is the way it's going this guy's you know got a vendetta against anybody and he's just going to kill him this is going to be quite cool so i wasn't completely turned off at this point i thought yes there's some cheesy bits and some lazy bits but they're just trying to get to the cool kills and that i'll i'll forgive them that if we then get to see some really cool kills and the rest of the film yeah. and some like fantastical bits and maybe the book transports to someone else and and you know whatever i just thought that this is going to you know get a bit batshit crazy i, I agree at this point i'm still on board with yeah. the idea because the concept of this film is really really good yeah and you know no matter what i think of the film i really like the idea you know we're just going to obviously talk about where this film goes and whether we yeah. liked it or not and his dad comes up and said your mum was a bit of a hippie so as soon as he said that i thought well i know what line's coming up and he says calm as a bitch she was right about one thing <laughs> calm as a bitch and i was like as soon as he said hippie i know exactly what you're gonna say so the killer of his mum and his wife have died and then we go straight to the gym and he's moping in he? he's moping about he's kind of fingering his <laughs> as you say fingering his death note and <laughs> and mia checks him out and, and what's going on yeah and this is where i'm thinking this film is moving very very fast mm -hmm. do you know what i mean that we, we are, must be at what what 10 or 12 minutes of yeah this time? and you know so we, we get the impression the first bit of this film that he like fancies this girl but she's well out of his league like earlier like one of the, she's walking past maybe glances at him and then a jock like pulls her away doesn't it you know yeah the next time we see her which is now like she's up for talking to him she knows his name and then they just become sort of like best mates within yeah. seconds. I'm yeah. like, what the hell is going on it here? It moves way too fast. Way, way, way too fast. This, the whole time I was watching this thing, I thought, this should be a TV show. Yeah, this, it should you know be I mean? a TV it show. It really yeah. reminded me, even the way it was like filmed and even the way it was like put together and even the acting, I was like, this feels so much like a TV show. It felt a bit like 13 Reasons Why. That was yeah. a name, wasn't it? The one with the tapes, you know? Yeah. That was a series I really liked. Obviously, that was, a you know, something about a serious subject matter. This is obviously fantastic fantastical but it, i just thought this would work so much better as like a long drawn out let's see let's see about this mia character like let's see why she you know seems like a bit of a bitch maybe because we don't understand why she's this psychotic yeah so we don't understand why she's so murderous it never gets explained it doesn't do you know what i mean and i know you don't have to explain everything but she kind of needed to be explained in that point yeah and i think you're right it should have either been a series tell this story this particular story over a series how how he becomes godlike and stuff like that or tell a smaller story that's just focused in on the high school and a few like kills a few graphic kills and his comeuppance and he turns a bit evil and stuff like that tell it tell it like that but they've tried to do both and i think if this was now a property of netflix and they were to do something with it i think they would have made it a series like the anime series yeah um, and it would go on a bit longer two seasons is the usual for netflix and and that would have well, yeah exactly yeah. and that would work that would work but it would, definitely in its current standing it's it's the worst of both worlds oh 
big time, mate. It is, yeah, it feels like a rushed mess. And, this, you know, like I say, so at this point, I'm thinking, hang on a minute, you know, this is the girl he's like, it seems like he's fancy for ages. She just comes straight up to him and starts chatting to him. And yeah. then they, like, start becoming best mates. And then I've got a note here, right? I put this in block capitals. Why the fuck would he just tell her about this book? Oh, like, mate, I've got in block capitals, just lie. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, he said, I can't tell you. And she goes, no, just tell me. And he's like, all right. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. Do you know what I mean? Because... I mean, the chance is basically she could think he's an absolute nutter. Yeah. She could call the police. She could tell the whole school and like, but, but he has the ball to tell her about this book and she believes it. And I don't know. I'm just like, oh my Again, God. Lazy writing, mate. Lazy writing. <sighs> Suddenly she falls in love with him because he's got a yeah. book that can kill him. And the thing is, we don't care because we've only been five minutes with this guy and we haven't seen his like, his pain of not being like, being able to be one of the cool kids. Do you know what I mean? No. So we need to see that to care. Yeah. So at this point, don't care about her, don't care about him. And I'm just going, why the fuck are you just telling yeah. this random bird that you've got this book? You know, This yeah. is the very point where I said, this is bullshit. <laughs> it, because that was lazy. The next scene is lazy. He's saying, check out the last entry. Well, firstly, he says, check out the last entry. And, and it's the bully's name. The last entry wasn't the bully's name. It was the murderer of his mum. Good shout. So it didn't make any sense for a start. So it obviously made me think, well, the edit's gone wrong a bit here. This was supposed to come a little bit later in the film or that you know that death scene of the 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 mum killer was supposed to be later on in the film. Yeah. So immediately I was thinking, well, this is a hot mess already. What happened though? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, how does that? Surely there's professional people watching at the end, going right. Let's just let's just watch it once for yeah. uh, you know for uh, proof sake to make yeah. sure it's good. Yeah, there's no there, there was nobody l l watching this for sense checking. And then this is another point that doesn't make any sense. He wants to prove that he can have control of it at any time. Yep. So they turn on the t TV and conveniently there's a live hostage situation <laughs> going on that he can then prove to her that, you know, I'll put this death straight away. And the problem is he uses quite a basic way. Obviously, he uses the army salute which is one way of, you know, saying, you know, that's a bit random. But he uses walks out into traffic as 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 something. Wouldn't you say something like random, like a bird falls out of the air and falls into his brain or, you know, decapitates yeah. him? So or, there's no chance of it being, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, a, yeah, a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, or, or say, you know, something like he's struck by lightning and then, you know, somebody on a unicycle runs him over or something, something really, really random. But he doesn't just walk into traffic. Uh, <laughs> but that convinces her, and it, it would convince you, I'm just saying, be a bit more creative with your kills, mate. Something what? just really random, that just reminded me of, this is completely off topic, but it's just a tiny bit funny. Do you remember, like, the programme Crime Watch where they used to recreate, you know, crimes? Yeah. I always thought it would be funny if, if you committed a crime, like, dressed as a clown, like, walking on a handstand, and you go into a bank, you hold it up, and then balloons fly out everywhere, and then you get off on a unicycle, and then... I always thought, imagine them recreating that on Crime Watch. <laughs> you do it just so that they recreate that'd it on Crime awesome, Watch. Wouldn't they it? keep doing it, but they have to do it again. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'd be so good. But sorry, just as you were saying that, it was sort of reminding me. But yeah, basically, so this guy gets run over live on TV, and then from that, she's like hooked on him, isn't she? She's yeah, like, we can change oh, the world. Yeah, like, you know, and so is this where she goes over to his house? Yeah, they go oh, to her house, they, they share a kiss, yeah. and suddenly you, you realise she's a bit messed up because she's, yeah. getting, she's getting off on the fact that they can kill anybody they decide to start killing notorious torturers and stuff like that you see this kind of asian looking military man torturing somebody and then suddenly dying boom his head blows up yeah it? and then he comes up with a terrible name kira because it's you know sounds a bit japanese for killer but it also means light all right so you're given some clues <laughs> as to who it might be you <laughs> fucking idiot um question on that the whole kira thing is so 
just because um, there's a few bits I was confused about in this film, and like I said, that didn't help my score. <laughs> so just to check, the reason there's Kira written on the wall is they're getting people to write that before those people die. Yeah, so yeah. in the book, he'll say, this person starts a fight, slaughters everybody in this room, and then before he kills himself, he writes Kira or a message in his own blood or something on the wall, then take, puts the gun to him. He'll write that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's how they're getting the message out about this Kira and how it's happening all over the world. And so they're writing in different languages, and he's trying to kind of deflect off him and make it look like it's happening in Japan, but he doesn't do it very well because he starts off killing people around him and people he knows and everyone is stupid for not realizing that it isn't in japan by the way but i did i this whole kira thing like i just didn't see the point i'm like what's the point if you just want to kill like you know pedos and murderers just kill them just yeah. heart have attack them, do you know yeah just heart attack them just write yeah. their name in and don't put anything in there and he'll make them have a heart attack what's yeah. the point in this whole big elaborate kira thing i would understand again if this was a longer thought form series they could explain the fact that uh, a bit like the dark knight he becomes a symbol of of uh, you know crime doesn't pay and i'm going to kick your ass yeah kira could become a symbol to deter people from being criminals and i understand that but it's rushed so quickly that these two by the way he's supposed to be mightily intelligent by the way a really intelligent nerd and he comes across as stupid in this film really stupid same with the detective as well who's supposed to be this genius they're not geniuses at all I understand what they're trying to get across that's this Kira become a symbol of you know anti-crime symbol that uh, if you do this the god this this god is going to strike you down but that's not interesting when it's rushed like this it's not no. interesting enough and you can't is, explore it enough this is where it's getting too global too big scale like I wanted a, a small high school you know sort of slasher film monster film do you know what I mean I was on board for that you mentioned Faculty earlier yeah. that is a horror movie I really really like and I was I was quite looking forward to something like that now we're we're cutting to like Japan yeah. and like I'm like what the hell's going on here like where's my small like high school horror yeah. and there's like you know churches collapsing there's massacres in Japanese clubs yeah. and there's an impact on the crime figures and stuff like that so you say, okay this is again it's losing me every time I hear more and more I, I was preferring it when it was about this a teenager that was you know taking taking you know revenge into his own hands and taking taking people out this is kind of like getting into sequel territory like people taking it too far yeah. too quick and, and we're still 20 minutes in like, <laughs> this is so near the start of the movie you yeah. know like it's mental yeah and this Tokyo nightclub massacre as I was talking they, they kind of we meet for the first time this mysterious hooded figure who becomes as we know him L and this is another part of the film I absolutely hate it I hate everything to do with this character it's just so shit like it, it honestly it made no sense to me I didn't like this character I didn't understand what the hell was going on like even at the end it wasn't like explained what so he, he went got... to a weird school like like Professor Xavier's School for Talented <laughs> Mutants. But this is for talented <sighs> possible detectives. It's mental. <laughs> going to so, Sherlock Holmes School or something. Yeah. Um, they have not explained this so much that there's it, it's untrue how they just shoved this guy into the film. And so we're meant to believe, like, I think I'll get this right, that this guy is some who he's some detective who doesn't really work for the police, but he helps them out, who's some sort of genius who eats loads of sweets. To stay awake. To stay awake. Because gives them insulin rush. Yeah, like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> Who's got a an Asian minder who drives him around, takes him around on a plane. Who doesn't know his name. He's trying to... Because they knew about this, Kira? Oh, I, don't, I don't understand. The, pe the reason he's hiding his face and his name is 
why? Because of Death Note yeah, in the so past or how, what? I don't know. That's what I mean. How does he know that? I understand once he... If we'd seen him like look at the files of the case yeah. and sort of work it out, I can understand why he'd hide his face because the whole rule is when you write the name in the note, you have to... Rec- sorry, you have to picture their face yeah. for it to work. I get that. But then why is he doing it already without sort of researching it? If he has researched it, why haven't we seen yeah. that? Has he because... been like that his whole career so nobody yeah. knows who he is? And he's been so careful about it as to hire somebody who never knew who he was. But it, it kind of feels like there's a year or so a year or so of him investigating it that we don't see and it just interrupts it. Like, and, and this guy had prepared himself, uh, foreseen that this pr- person is killing people through their name and face. Or is it a complete accident that this guy's trying to hide his name and face? Mate, I haven't got a Scooby-Doo <laughs> and I, I just, do you know what I mean? And so, you know, this is just making me think, you know, a layer upon layer of me going, this movie is odd and weird and fast and yeah. it's just turning me off every second I'm watching it. Also, sorry, just on this Japan, Japanese nightclub scene, there's all these dead bodies, there's all this kinky stuff that looked like it was going on and that. Who killed them? Was that... Each other. Each other. Yeah, so, I only worked that out later on. But like, is, it just doesn't make is sense. Is that they turned on each other. Because I, I noticed the detect- one, a Japanese detective basically said, oh my God, I can't believe these two crime families have like... Fought because they, they'd had a truce for so many yeah. years or something. But it's not that unbelievable, is it? No, that, that suddenly like, something happens to make them hate each other again. Yeah. So basically at this point, I'm just really confused, you know. And I'm sticking with it. I'm watching thinking, is this going to be explained? And it just gets fucking weirder. Yeah, probably not. So now we get L kind of with his cliche photographs and, and documents all over the floor. And he he's saying, the FBI thinks Kira's from Japan, but I think he lives in Seattle because that hostage situation was suspicious. Yeah, this, the Seattle bit. So I wrote a note going, how does he know to come to Seattle? It, that does get sort of explained later on, yeah. doesn't it? The fact that because it was on local news, only a local person would have known. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Just okay, mate, whatever. Weird. <laughs> you know? And again, like, so this L rocks up in Seattle and just sets up like a room with a sofa and like TVs and laptops and starts like, do you know what I mean? What's going on? What the hell is but going also, on? But also, one of the biggest clangers for me at this point is it turns out that this kid's dad, Light's dad, happens to be in charge of the investigation on a local level. What? what? I, yeah, I know. He, like, it, when um, they were sat around the dinner table, I didn't think he'd be, like, that high up in the place. No. I thought he's, like, a sort of on the beat cop, yeah. not, not, like, the top detective in Seattle. And I also thought that it might be just so that they had to have a clash about law, you know, the law and order is important and justice, not just killing people without, you know, due process and stuff like that. I just thought it was going to be an argument like that later on in the film. But no, it turns out that his dad is running the investigation into his own murders by complete coincidence even though this is a global issue an absolute global issue and this guy in Seattle is taking the lead it's just just mental it is just mental isn't it it's just so unbelievable and yeah it just makes no sense and then we get L meeting Light's dad we find out that his offices have been vandalised because the cops hate him for kind of investigating this godlike figure that they all have become to worship because he's reducing crime yeah even though the reduction of crime would mean most of these police will be made redundant (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it like you know we can um, you can make massive cuts because there's no crime but yeah, yeah like I say so you know, the film's sort of trying to say like you know the, the, 
the cop we're you know we're looking at the dad of light you know he's the the only one like you know really up for like you know getting the bottom of this probably my son i really enjoyed the creative graffiti on the in the dad's office did you see that i didn't know what did it say some uh, of it somebody put obviously they're, they're obviously quite a genius they just put eat shit they're pissed off because you know he's you know he's blasphemously trying to take down this god of anti-crime and they thought the best way to get that message across is just right eat shit <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and so Elle gets involved, doesn't he, and starts doing like press conferences and stuff. Yeah, and this this really winds up light and Mia, yeah. doesn't it? So they see him on TV and like they're incensed that this this guy with a mask on his face is is basically taunting them, like, come on, he's basically saying, Come and get me yeah. uh Death Note. Ki- yeah. Oh sorry, what's the god called? Uh, Kira? Ki- no. Yeah, Kira. Kira. Yeah. Come and get me, Kira. And obviously they can't get him at this stage because he's got a uh, a mask over half of his face. And also and at this got stage. A real name. It hasn't got a real name, they don't know that. And also at this stage, you know, they're they're still on the like side of good, aren't they, really? Like they're still Near enough, uh, yeah. hopefully killing people for you know the the right sort of people if you know what I mean and the porcupine the porcupine thinks this is funny um he's like I like this guy <laughs> and this is where we start seeing too much of him he's sitting at the table and he turns around and it's bad CGI I love the fact that it does look a bit like Willem Dafoe though because it's performance <laughs> yeah. capture okay so they actually used his face with yeah doing this yeah that's cool with a really tall man's body <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's his face on there and you can see him a bit there but I didn't like the, like some of the effects were very like yeah you know when it's a bit hazy and shit just keep it silhouetted like it was earlier and out of focus yeah it's too much agreed he's he's not scary anymore because he's just chilling out in the kitchen eating apples and stuff yeah well he becomes a bit like almost like drop dead fred of 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 this guy doesn't he you know like like you say he's he's making himself comfortable around the house like come on this is meant to be a scary like monster like Mm -hmm. you know but anyway that's well gone out the window and then light tries to kind of sneak the name of this detective out from his dad but realizes that he doesn't know anything and then he starts getting followed doesn't he else else said well everybody involved in this needs to be followed and and the son gets gets a bit of a tail on him doesn't he yeah and the, the dad's pretty fuming about this and you know how dare you you know accuse my son or whatever and yeah apparently loads of people are being followed even though we only see one and that's light being yeah. followed you know the main character and like the following it's just it's just so like it's just so classic. Like, there's a guy behind him with sunglasses, like almost like holding his ear. Like, isn't? There, do you know what I mean? It's like the most. He might as well be holding binoculars. Yeah, it it's is. just, it just, it's just straight out of like a '70s movie, isn't it? Yeah, and then we get, we find out the girl is a proper sociopath when uh, she gets pissed off and and even turned off when the killing stops. Like, she's yeah. suddenly not interested in him because the killing is. Stopping. Yeah, because he says, doesn't he? he? Says, oh, I thought tonight we could sort of, you know, have some popcorn and maybe kill some pedophiles or something and um, she's like no I'm just going to go home I mean so really really cold one word on her is that she's like the one character in the entire film that I would love to see like more and I'd like to see her fleshed out and like I thought she played it like quite well like she Mm. did she's she's good she's very good like you know I got that impression she was you know under the surface an absolute psycho and I wanted to see more of her I thought she was really really cool actually and you know she was completely wasted because they just they just skimmed past it all too quickly and uh, yeah if I was going to see a spin-off of this i'd like to see her you know take front and center stage and then something that happens now but it is explained later is the fbi director dies of a heart attack on the stairs doesn't he and then the whole team is compromised and they kind of climb to the top of the building and all jump off together i quite like that shot by the way of them all just walking off the top of this building together yeah i mean they they didn't even like break stride they just they just casually walked off a building you know it's quite like a powerful image wasn't it you know yeah horrible to see really (laughs) like a lot of people commit suicide and then those two have kind of a, a not a heated discussion 
discussion, but kind of quite of a, a kind of active discussion about this really loudly in the school hallways <laughs> on the stairs. Did you see that? I was like, why are you shouting about this? Like they're talking about Kira openly and about the fact that oh they don't know what they're going to do next. Yeah, in the oh, middle of their the, high school, on the stairwell. Anyone in... could hear you. Anyone? Well, whoa, whoa, these guys are involved. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Put it in a different location anywhere other than the staircase in a high school where people are actually walking about as well. Oh, it's fucking mental. Yeah. And this this sort of point where we know Mia's sort of basically becoming a complete psycho because yeah. she sort of hints at the fact that maybe it's time to kill Light's dad, isn't it? And <laughs> yeah. obviously, like, you know, that's a, a major step too far, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and also, Light considers killing the porcupine himself. But he says, he says that there are four letters in my name. Most anyone ever gotten was two. Yeah, that was a good line, actually, <laughs> yeah, to that... say you ain't going to, you know, you try it. There's actually a cool shot, one of the only ones in like the whole film really but there was a scene about this point where we we were looking at a light's dad the detective and in front of him was were, were a couple of pens on his desk but the way it was shot it almost looked like the spikes of the the monster you know oh, and really? i thought oh i thought that's quite like a good maybe it was an accident or maybe they meant it but i thought that was quite a good shot it was quite interesting it was quite evocative of like the monster and i thought that was quite cool and there wasn't much of that in this film and that was quite. Cool. I, well i didn't notice that one but i did see a couple of other shots where where he appears in the background yeah um, so i read that there's yeah basically there's, there's a lot of scenes where he you know he he's hiding in the background and to yeah. be honest i didn't really spot any but that's cool and harking back to bly manor exactly bly manor that's and cool Hill house yeah. very cool having having that and like that maybe gives this film like one percent of rewatchability you might think oh but actually fuck it i i don't, I don't care i'm not gonna watch it exactly oh, no, me neither. <laughs> and then light is moping in a diner and l turns up doesn't he yeah. and he basically accuses him straight up he doesn't try and question him or get any information out of him he just straight up says i think it's you whatever that should have been a good kind of confrontation scene a little bit you know like your your heat uh, when you get de niro and pacino kind of confronting each other that kind of that's that's what is evoking when you have a scene like that well, we've it, built it, up to this haven't we yeah. and um yeah it's just it falls flat yeah, and he shit. takes off his mask doesn't he um, I, do, I do like his little quirks like he doesn't put his feet on the floor he's kind of <laughs> stood on the chair like a toddler and there's nothing worth talking about in those scenes like they're basically having a, the rain's falling yeah, yeah exactly and and like kind of tells him in no uncertain terms that it is him but what you're going to do about it and you shouldn't stop it because what if somebody else it falls into somebody else's hands that's uh, psychotic but that could have been explored more but it's not it then just goes to him going home and seeing his Mia comes back yeah and they have a lovey dovey kiss in the rain and she says I love you yeah and like say you know not enough has been made of these characters you know backstories or, or motivations so we don't care like she yeah. loves him whatever right and maybe at this point you, you you wouldn't know but later on i think it probably explains the fact that she doesn't love him but she's trying to get her hands on the book maybe yeah what what are her motivations but you know you don't know this at stage and i wouldn't criticize the film for doing that and then revealing it later but the payoff's not good enough later for you to think oh that was her plan yeah no absolutely not like it you know like i said i just didn't care about these characters like I can only emotionally feel anything in a movie, you know, when you've when it's it's, it's they've laid perfectly placed steps for you to, yeah. you know, to to get into a position to feel heartbroken or happy or or oh my god or shocked or sad. None of that in this film. Absolutely diddly squat. And know? even when you find a twist at the end, and if you watch it again, you you realise ah, oh, it makes sense now. You should have realised at the time, but it isn't clever enough to do that. No. And, and they've just they oh, it's. 
It really is quite bad. Yeah, it really, the more, the really more is. I'm talking about, the more I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, now where we get the scene where Elle appears in the house um, with the dad and Light, isn't it? And, and accuses him, says basically, you know, it's your son. He's the one who's done it. Yeah. The police are outside and they're going to, yeah, they're going to search the house. Yeah, and basically Light has already decided that what might be a good way of getting Elle's name is to kind of put his partner's name in this death oh, note. Oh, this is and so contro- complicated. He controlled him for the next, because you get, what is it, 40? hours or something to I, control them i got a clue um so basically he, he's controlling saying for two days this guy's guys go searching for such and such and calls me to give me updates and here's the phone number and whatnot so that kind that kind of makes sense and then he finds this you know school for gifted possible detectives and then and then again i don't, I don't really understand this but we go into this we go into this orphanage place whatever you know and there's a room with black and white stripes which harks back to the sofa that i was sitting on earlier like yeah. what the hell does that mean mean like there was sweet rappers everywhere or something yeah. like what does it mean like just it felt like they were making this film this should have been disclaimed at the start they should have said this movie is for massive fans of death note so if you're a massive fan we're not gonna explain nothing and we're gonna bang we're gonna put yeah. do you know what i mean because i'm sure that l's got a big old backstory in the comics or whatever mm-hmm. and like people were like oh really it's really cool to see l in a live action movie but like like you said don't make a film like that if it's only going to be two hours. You know, why don't they change the story or make it into a series? Yeah. Because I don't have a clue what's going You're on. You're not pleasing anyone because nah. from, from what I remember, the fans of the original Death Note hate this more than we do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's not pleased anyone. No, no one's happy. So yeah, this creepy detective school obviously been abandoned because they realised that detective schools are weird and then it cuts back before he's found anything it cuts back to the cliche that you always have to in any high school movie have to have a dance of some sort oh yeah and it cuts back to that they they have this weird moment where they have a strange photograph together uh, where he's pulling faces and biting stuff I don't know what's going <laughs> yeah. on and they're being tailed aren't they so he's wearing a top hat because they think it's going to be really clever later on put the top hat on somebody else <laughs> yeah. I fucking do you really think FBI agents are going to fall for that but they do because <laughs> they're stupid as the people yeah. that wrote this and well, these are the sort of FBI agents who follow people with sunglasses like yeah. say, you know. and did you see that her locker had a sticker in it that was just again so so on the nose said eat shit no, no it, was, <laughs> it was cleverer than that uh, only just though uh, normal people scare me it oh, says <laughs> oh I didn't see that but I, I think my eyes were just all over the place at this so point, that was but... her backstory basically that's all the information you're getting about why she's psycho is because she doesn't like normal people and then the, the the partner who's off you know looking into what Elle's real name is has, has found the name and he's on the phone and he said Elle's true name is and they get shot in the face yeah um, and that's it yeah because the plan was this guy wasn't meant to die was he they were they were meant to burn this page with his name on before that SWAT team burst in and shot him yeah wasn't it that, yes but they didn't get to do that. Exactly. They didn't get to do that at all because she tore the page out so he couldn't burn it because it. she's a psycho and wants everyone to die. Yeah, and she put it in her calculus book or whatever. Yeah, it... she's insane. And she did, and it, this is where you find out that she did all the agents by tasing one of the agents and getting him to write down all of the names of the other agents in the book. Again, at this point, I was like, why did he write down all that? Like, maybe it's because she got a taser to him and stuff, but this is an FBI agent. He's not going to give up the oh, whole... I think you're supposed to think that he, she wrote his name in the book and controlled him to do it oh my god yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah. and also it just makes me it's, it's this whole rule thing I just think it's just it, do you know what I mean it's a license for them to do anything and yeah. it just yeah that does make sense so actually anything in this movie I don't understand I might as well just think oh someone just wrote in a book yeah wrote know? in a book yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, this happened. It was written a book. It's a get out of jail free card, isn't it? Yeah, if yeah, if someone's motivations don't don't make sense, it's because it's written in a book. And then L finds out about his partner's death, and he seems to really love his partner, but we never understand really why because it's never really explained to us. You've never seen uh, a scene where them two are bonding. In fact, this guy seems like he's emotionless, but really, really pissed off about his his partner's death. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I just didn't understand. Like, why has he got a mind there? Like, why? Just tell us. Yeah. Like, just say what's going on. Why is this really moody bloke following you around, mate? Like, <laughs> it. <laughs> really odd it's weird isn't it like like it seems like every minute of this movie we're going what's this what's that but that's genuinely what I was doing last night yeah. you know I honestly felt lost when I was watching this film I felt like I kept missing things you know I, I know when I watch a film I try to be like you know as attentive as possible and even more so when I'm doing this because I want to try and you know I want to try and see it from every angle so when we talk about it I can you know, I, I can try and give like a good balanced view and like, yeah. you know, this, I honestly, I was really trying to keep up and I was struggling. I was, I had to keep rewinding. Why has that happened? Why has that happened? Are they going to explain that? They, you know, it turns out at the end of the film, they explain half the things, but they don't explain some other bits. And so mm. what a mess. And uh, this is the point when the cops kind of realise that he's off and they all come after him. They know that he's responsible at this point. And so he's he's hiding, but also frantically Googling in the in the IT room at school. You don't know at this point, but he's Googling criminals to help him later on. So we'll come to that later. Yeah. And then there's a foot chase that really doesn't need to happen. No. It, it doesn't fit. It just goes on and on, doesn't it? Yeah. Like one street, another street, another street. And then there's a bit where I just... This, <laughs> this is, is probably, the kitchen Yeah, this is the worst <laughs> thing in the whole film. Like, it's just so awful. Basically, L catches up to Light and, like, he's just about to basically, like, arrest him or kill him and whatever, isn't he? You know? And what happens then? Well, there's a kitchen porter who decides that this policeman is is again blasphemous so he smacks him across the head with a two by four uh, because the, by the way L stops to tell this kitchen poor instead of doing his job and arresting him he stops he says this guy is Kira oh so conveniently now this guy who's told who like light is Kira it now thinks well that's my god Kira who's stopping all crime and I'm gonna I'm gonna save him this is <laughs> you blaspheme you know and knocks him out the like <laughs> that, that guy's the space of two seconds he's heard that this kid on the floor is the god that he believes in and then decided to like basically knock out like knock out a policeman for, for all he knows that's a proper cop yeah and now he's a criminal and you're going to go away because you were saving a teenage boy with a, with a book <laughs> I mean really what's happened is that the the people that made this film have backed themselves into a corner or they wanted to show a chase scene and then they, they don't know how to get out of it They you know L catches up with light how can we get out of it someone's gone just get a bloke to walk it out of the background and smash him around the face. All right, boom, let's put that in. That is mental, isn't it? That is mental. Did you recognise Elle's gun? Yes, I did. So, this, I, to be honest, I didn't know it was the actual, like, one. And I don't know why there was that weird link. But yeah, when I saw the film last night, I thought, hang on a minute. That looks very much like um, the gun in Blade Runner, yes. the sequel. I mean, I remember that scene so well when they're walking around the desert and that, you know, so you see that gun a lot. Anyway, when I then read up about this film after watching it, turns out it is like meant to be the same gun. Like, yeah. what's that all about? Yeah, it's I don't know if it's just a reference, but yeah, it's a modified version. But this certainly, surely, this this isn't in the same world as Blade Runner. No, <laughs> I think I mean, it must be just a director reference. I don't know, but I mean, how can such an amazing film be linked to this? Don't relate it to this, please. No. Did you see? Did you see Mia's terrible double take acting when when uh, Light turns up at the Ferris wheel? 
if you if you didn't notice it please go back and watch that bit it's so funny remind me so he turns up at the ferris you know told her to meet her at the meet ferris him at the ferris wheel yeah, yeah. Cause he's got this big plan going on yeah he turns up and she just does a double take like huh? oh, like God. that and it's just so so bad and I, it was just like she's been good in this so far i know like she's got a terrible character but she's been actually quite good in it but that point just i was like oh fuck it now yeah that would did they do any more takes that were better than that it was just <laughs> shit uh, but then they basically hijack the ferris wheel don't they they do and and then you got that, that shot of all the sort of cop cars like driving onto the pier yeah. which actually I was, I was like oh that looks quite cool actually seeing all these cop cars on a pier you know a wooden pier something else lazy that happens at this point that i hate in films it's something i really detest is they jump on the ferris wheel and in order to stop people being able to control it he shoots at the uh, control panel just at any point and suddenly that's going to stop but the ferris wheel doesn't stop it keeps going <laughs> but he shot he shot the control panel so no one can do anything and what makes you think just shooting a single hole in that control panel would would affect the bit that they need to control I, it just i hate it when that happens like I people know. people shoot it's often like lift doors doors. Yeah. doors it's a classic with doors yeah. i mean i think james bond's been sort of guilty quite oh, a few all times, the time mate you know, all the time bang bang yeah. and the door would not open you know yeah. so uh, stop it <laughs> and then this bit's quite uh, like funny how the fact that they're arguing over the fact they've written each other's name in the book and whatnot haven't they yeah this bit takes a bit of watching because to be honest i was confused at who's written whose name in there which means they'll die which what basically i'm thinking what the hell is going on i mean i don't think i'm gonna explain this very well so his plan all along was to to not give her the book oh mate actually i can't even explain you go for it so if if she took the book her name is in it right so her name is it she would die if she took the book if she didn't take the book he would have got rid of that page i believe was his plan cool um, but because she took the book yeah. now the fate is not on her side and she's gonna <laughs> die but then his googling earlier on uh, this isn't revealed at this point is revealed later is so that he can create this kind of sequence of events that mean that he is cleared of any wrongdoing so he hires a paedophile via the book to come and resuscitate him when he arrives but also put him in a medically induced coma later on he, he then some no, that's a that's a doctor killer sorry doctor it's and the then, postman paedophile yeah, then, then the postman postman pat paedophile <laughs> come, comes and uh, finds the book and and uses it over the next few yeah, days so this is what i just wanted to say like in this like elaborate plan, why does the paedophile postman have to use the book that one day? Like, like it's like Light was thinking, I can't have one day without any criminals being killed. He must use it while I'm in a coma. Like, <laughs> no, that did actually make sense. The reason he was doing that right. is so that while he was in a coma, the killings kept going on, so he was cleared. Oh my god! Again, like <laughs> it's just another thing that completely passed me by. I thought like just you know Light was that mad on killing people at this point that he's like the book cannot um cannot uh, no. not for, like, not work for a day it has to work like, no yeah oh, so okay. he basically what he wanted is while he was in a medically induced coma because actually he didn't need to be in a coma he got the doctor because he was controlling this doctor yeah this, this weird doctor deaf guy to with his influence in the hospital to keep him in a medically induced coma so that the cops think well it can't be him because he's in a coma and he's, these killings are still happening yeah i got it so this is a big old cover yeah right so that makes all, sense it, he's using these people to get it and then he's using criminals because then he can if he doesn't get back in time they just die and and that's and that's that yeah 
but his dad works it out, doesn't he? His book is returned to him, firstly, sorry, by the paedophile. Um, yeah, so dies. He's, he's sort of holed up on a hospital bed, isn't he? Yeah. And he, he gets the the book back. You're absolutely the, right. Yeah, the dad works out and says, you know, how's it done? And he, he, this is where he tells him, you know, this elaborate plan using a group of Dr. Deaths and pedos to get away with it. And including the fact that he <laughs> said in the book that, that <laughs> the note with his name on it somehow gets torn from from the book while she is falling oh. she tears that page out of the book and it lands in a fire <laughs> unbelievable you know it... but but also Elle manages to see that page land in the fire and read his name on it because <laughs> like, we get a shot of Elle don't we so Elle then basically gets sacked by the cops yeah. and gets basically put on a plane about to fly off and then just before the plane flies off wait stop yeah. you know because Elle in his head has figured this whole thing out okay like fair enough he's done better than me because i didn't know what was going on and then basically we got we got like two sort of endings haven't we we've got the light in hospital but also we've got l with the book about to write a name in there haven't we mm. but we don't see what yeah well, I, i've put was it his name or was it light's name or was it his own name what was he doing was mate it- I haven't got a clue. Because he was in despair at that moment. So was he Was he going after light? Uh, you don't know, and it just cuts to black, doesn't it? And that's the end. Yeah. And as an ending, it's not the worst, um, but it's everything that went before it that was the worst. Yeah. So you have 141 minutes, you know. <laughs> so, George, let me ask you, <laughs> what did you think of this movie, and what would you rate it? Oh, So I liked the first, like, three minutes, and then, like I said, it started losing me quick. By the 20th minute, I was completely lost, and by the end, I literally hated this film. I thought it was awful for so many reasons. The only, like couple of shining lights so i thought the we've mentioned the monster looked pretty awesome in the shadows and from far back the actual concept of this film you know is a i think a really good concept and i'd be very interested to watch the the manga you know cartoon and i, I got a feeling i'd probably really enjoy it yeah me you know too. this film isn't enough to put me off that you know i think that could be done really well it's a great concept really good concept, great concept. and you know i'd love to see this concept taken you know off this franchise and put into a slightly different story you know and i think it could be really really cool so that was good i also really liked the link margaret qualley i thought she was cool and i thought she played a psycho really well and i wanted to see more of her i loved her in once upon a time and i also really liked her in this film you know it's just a shame that she had like the shittest script and the absolute worst motivations and no backstory so not a lot i liked in this film this film i thought was absolutely awful and you know i always say it wasn't a waste of time watching it because i've learned something by watching it but i really didn't like it and i was given this a score i'd give this a two because like there was just nothing i liked i thought it was so rubbish so rubbish <laughs> i enjoyed that it's, it's it's fun when we love a movie but i think it's even more fun yeah. when we hate it without a doubt this has been the worst one we've watched you know it really really has and i but I haven't even seen a film this bad, like, just not oh, talking, not even with movie. the podcast, just generally, you know, I mean, we, I mean, we always watch lots of movies, you know, the ones we review and also the ones we, we also watch in our own time, don't we? Because we want to. Yes. I haven't watched anything this bad in ages. No. This is so bad. Like, this is such a crap film. Uh, and as a rule, we're usually a bit overly positive about things because we yeah. love films and and we forgive them. And obviously, we don't make films ourselves and it's easy to criticise. But sometimes when it's done as bad as this, it really is, it's hard not to criticize yeah. isn't it so but, i'm interested to see then right dan what did you think what would you score it go for it you um let on first of all everyone else everyone involved in this film has 
done other good things. So I don't think it's it's a reflection on their individual talents, how, how bad this film has gone. So let me say that. And let me tell you a few things that I do like about it. It's a great concept, like you said. It's a great premise. The creature, Ryuk, is well-designed. He's menacing enough. He's also quite playful whilst still being threatening. Willem Dafoe is amazing. He's not in it enough. That's the best thing you've got in this film, and he's not in enough. I'm not talking about I want to see more of him. I just want to have his presence in the background and mm. Willem Dafoe is the best Joker we've never had I really think he'll be the best Joker ever I think he should do that at some point oh, my Joker, 100% so. mate that he would be quality yeah. I know he's been Green Goblin and whatnot, but he, he needs to be the Joker he's got he's got it all anyway not that we need a new Joker anytime soon the premise literally is fantastic but and the first 20 minutes is is promising so I'm not really turned off in the first 20 minutes. I'm, uh, it's all forgivable up until that point. There are a lot of clunky bits and laziness, but it's forgivable. But after that, I'm just out of it. I don't mind the soundtrack. The 80s Simpson ballads fit this world. Wingard's direction as a whole isn't actually terrible in this film. There are some bits that I've already said that editing-wise don't quite work. There's some bits that don't make sense because it seems like it's out of order. But they just piss it all away. They piss away a, a great concept. It fizzles out in the second act, and the third act's even worse. The fundamentals, like story and character, are terrible. They rush through that whole creation of this godlike anti anti-crime presence that's killing sinners across the world. It that shouldn't have been the focus. Like we said, like if if you're going to focus on that, make it a TV series. Otherwise, make it a smaller story, a contained story uh, that all goes wrong and, you know, a bit of hubris, a bit of somebody getting their comeuppance and, you know, handing off the book to somebody else. That would be more interesting. This is just half-assed teen drama that feels, like, superficial and, like, unbelievable. Oh, yeah, shit. Uh <laughs> This film can eat shit. <laughs> it can fuck off and I'm never watching it again. Uh, I was actually quite angry at the end of this film because when you said it last week, I was really excited to watch it. And I I don't think I watched it all the way through last time. I'm not surprised. I, Why would you? No. And that's what I said at the start. I don't remember the rest of this film. And I think no. I might have turned it off. And I don't generally do that. And I, I certainly, I've told you before, the first time I ever walked out of a movie was the other, the other day. And yeah. Wasn't fully my choice. Yeah. But... I don't tend to turn off films. I like to see them through. And I think I must have because it this just pissed me off. And, I, and if I, if we ha weren't reviewing this, I think I would have turned it off again. <laughs> Fair enough. It just takes Not a terrible turn. And strangely enough, I gave it a 2 out of 10. Hey, so, <laughs> so we're absolutely the same on that. And uh, I yeah. think it's a fair score. Like I say, I know I mentioned, you know, I would like to see the manga cartoon. And to be honest, like, I really do quite fancy having a little watch of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'd just be really interested to see what it's like. And I've got a feeling I'll really enjoy it. I think you probably would as well, mate. I yeah. Mean. Well, let's during the break. So we're going to uh, explain later, but we might have a, a bit of a longer break between episodes this week. So during the break, maybe we should check out the series and the ma original manga material yeah. and see, see what we think. I quite fancy watching a bit of you know Japanese anime. Yeah, um, it, it's pretty cool. I haven't watched enough of it really. And I, I want to cleanse my palate of this utter shite that we've eaten. <laughs> well, week. like I say, I'm looking forward to you know finding out what our next you know movie is going to be. That's yeah. going to be awesome. But before we do that, I've got a Halloween inspired you know game to to play, which you know you can. And obviously play along with at home just before I just before we do the game I was just going to ask you a question just generally because I think it'll be interesting to sort of get your take I was just wondering like as it is Halloween as you know we are talking about spooky stuff if I was going to ask you what your scariest film when you're a kid or your or so, a TV show that really scared you or a computer game that really stuck with you what would you say your you know your scariest sort of media 
is or, or was or something that just stuck with you because I just thought it'd be interesting for people to sort of, you know, get to know you in that way so they can, you know, find out what spooked you as a kid, you know. To be honest, I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, I had a little think about this earlier, so there's tons of things that scared me as a kid. But Scariest is hard. I know, like, some of my favourite horror films are things like Halloween. I think Halloween's a perfect film and, you know, obviously it bred the whole slasher industry that became came after it. But Scariest is hard. One that really affected me when I first saw it on on it was on late night tv was the exorcist it freaked the shit out of me and and uh, you know it's still like really effective but the amount the amount that it affected me back when i first saw it was incredible and and you wonder why like what it, what it's all about is this you know this force this this being that you can't see or t- get your hands on a, a little like you know it's it's nearly as good as death note oh it's so shit no i love i love exorcist as a film i wouldn't say it's my favorite horror film um by by any stretch of the imagination but it did scare me but when you're talking how you know how scared i got when i was younger and and the scariest moments i've had were when i was really younger that really stuck with me are things that aren't particularly horror films things like dark crystal used to scare the shit out of me yeah i can see Um, why uh witches yeah oh yeah the spooky as hell them yeah yeah it it was things like that but it's been a while since i've been properly scared blair witch project got me seeing that in the cinema when i was younger that was such a good idea for a movie great concept brilliant yeah off the top of my head it's hard to think of ones that really got me the ring when i originally saw the ring that creeped the shit out of me there hasn't been one for a while that have given me the shivers ah the most recent one here we go here's one is babadook a brilliant film that was yeah that is an amazing film if anyone is is wondering whether to check that out do it is absolutely amazing what about you george what scares you so like you uh, to be honest i haven't been scared of something in in, in years i find it hard to get i know like you know i'm showing off here but i yeah to be honest right i wish i could i really do like because i weirdly like like the feeling when your heart's racing but yeah. you know i think you know me and you similar sort of age we grew up in a similar sort of time and i think we have been desensitized to that one thing i'd agree with you on massively is that something that freaked me out for years was the exorcist i watched it when i was young the build-up to watching that was massive because i'd like heard so much about it so I was literally terrified before I'd even started watching it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Same. And I remember the first time I watched it, I honestly could hardly look at the TV because I was, I was, I heard so much about people like freaking out in the cinema. I was scared at how I'd actually take it. Yeah. Um, even now, the sounds in that film and some of the images and stuff are yeah. just horrible and um, horrible and amazing, you know? Like, that is such an amazing film. So that really freaked me out. Another thing that, that always scared me is that there used to be a TV show on, on Channel 3 when I was a kid with Michael Aspel, Strange But oh, True. Oh, I used to love Strange But <laughs> yeah. True. Good evening. There's nothing like a good ghost story to pull in the punters. Yes, mate. So, I haven't talked about this for years. Yeah. It's actually all on YouTube still, yeah. and it's awesome. A shout out to my cousin. He absolutely loves Strange But True. Oh, and, we should um, do a Strange But True uh, special episode, we mate. We should. So good. Um, it is awesome. And there was a particular episode in that. It was a ghost one, you know. And it was, I mean, you watch it now, it's so tame, but basically they went to a, a spooky house and told you about ghosts and stuff. Mm. And this freaked me out for years, you know. I was terrified yeah. like, of, the, of the dark and like, it's a bit embarrassing really, but that stuck with me. I just feel it's so interesting that you know we all watch things we shouldn't as a kid and there's certain things that stick with you really really freak you out and the last one 
that really freaked me out is when I played the original Resident Evil game. That was what I was going to say. When you talked about media, yeah. Resident Evil was one of them. Terrified. Absolutely terrified. I mean, we look at it now and it's just shuffling blocks. You know, it's it's just not scary. But It when really kid, was, though. Yeah. It really you know, was. Because this was, you know, this was in the PlayStation, was early PlayStation, you know, the first time we'd really seen 3D. And we're in yeah. this mansion and there's zombies around every corner. And the way that game, you know, had a fixed camera, you couldn't see around yeah. every corner. It was brilliant and terrifying. It was quiet. Yeah. and you know and lo- like you'd go through loads uh, long periods of time where nothing happened and then something would smash through a window there'd be dogs and birds and yeah really creepy mate really creepy yeah scary just one actually that comes to mind recently which you know I wasn't scared of but I thought was a really good horror film it was creepy was um, It Follows yeah that so, was really effective really yeah, good really effective. I-, I remember putting that on in a bit of a whim thinking it would be like okay and thinking it was amazing so like the Babadook if you're looking for something spooky you know Babadook It Follows these are absolutely amazing and I think both of these movies probably were made on an absolute shoestring and it shows you don't need a lot of money to make can something I, can I just throw Host into the ring that Host was, was the one on Shudder that I recommended <gasps> that is amazing yes so I, I wouldn't say it petrified me you know as much as I was younger but I do think there's some really effective scares in there and for something like quite quite original that I don't think is going to be original in a few years there's going to be loads of films like this uh, coming up but yes something very recent that I think we should be supporting I think a British production as well so if you haven't already get out there get your free Shudder again I'm not this we're not affiliates of Shudder or anything but get get your free Shudder month or whatever it is and and watch it because it's a really good film I'm sure a lot of you have already yeah uh, but it's called Host yeah, it is brilliant. And um, I've recommended that to a few people after you recommended it to me. Mm. And I've had nothing but positive praise for it. And it was, I thought it was brilliant. Really good, yeah. So, so I've got a game for you, Dan. It's a, it's a Halloween-inspired game. It's, it's a Death Note-inspired game. Basically, what I've got... Actually, I've actually got two games for you. They're both quite short, so it won't take too much time. But the first one um, is all about kill counts so with this movie a lot of it is about death the film's called death no and if you write in the book someone dies blah 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 so i looked up how many people die in this film now when i say die basically what they're getting at is not just the people we see on screen but the the whole sort of like in this whole world just off the top of your head any idea how many people died in death no so we're talking about all the people on the news and all the different pedophiles and murderers they killed just off the top of your head just a random I'm trying to think number. whether a number was ever on the news screen or anything like that but i'm gonna guess 800 oh it's not a bad guess to be honest mate um half it and add 21 it's, it's 421 <laughs> yeah 421 is the kill count what i've done basically is i looked up some absolute classic um horror films and i looked up the kill count and i thought we'd just do a little game of higher and lower love um, a higher or lower love higher have you got a name for this game by the way i have indeed yeah so this and actually i've actually come up with a name yes so <laughs> i've called it what did i call it again <laughs> so anyway it's called oh that's it the name is top of the shock <laughs> yeah, so hey, not that top- is the first time you've come up with a oh, yeah. name for a, for a, for a, a quiz, That's and, it's, it. and it's fucking fantastic. Well <laughs> done. It's what we on episode fourteen, so thirteen stinkers. But yeah, so not top of the pops, top of the shocks. So I'm gonna start with the movie. I'm pretty sure you've seen all of these, and like I said, it'll be a complete guess. So you know, to factually know how many people die, it's very difficult. But the first one then, so it's Scream, which is an awesome movie, and in that film, eight people was that was the kill count. So that's eight that seems people. low, doesn't it? It but, does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Eight. So the next one then is the original Halloween. Do you think more or less people um, die in the original Halloween film? I'm just trying to go through them in my head. More. It's actually less. It's it's very close, mate. Scream at eight. Halloween, there was seven. 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 So it's it's very, very close. I won't go into it, but yeah, go. Um, The next one then is Phil. Oh, I love this film so much. It's Us, which I think it's 2019, Jordan Peele. So in Us, do you think more or less people died than than, in Halloween? How many more? How many were killed? So Halloween was seven. Seven, yeah. Is this on screen kills, I take it? (laughs) I think, yeah, I mean, what they do is on the website I found, what they do is they actually name sort of each person who killed is killed and then they also put the time in and things. Mm. I mean, there'll be a few, there might be like, uh, I don't know, someone who died on the news or something. It's yeah. a bit, you know. So all the all the family members die, basically, don't they? But I can't think of more than the family members. I'm going to say less. Actually, more is it? In fact, it's sixteen. I mean, what? I know. <sighs> the next one then is I know what you did last summer. Do you think more or less people died in that? So the number we're on is sixteen. Well, I know what you did last summer was about a group of high school teens who run over a guy, isn't it? And he comes back to get them the year after. That's right. We're hook. Yeah. Now. This is very Scream-esque, this film. Not as good. And he was coming after that group of teens. He was indeed. There wasn't more than 16 of them, but did he... <laughs> did, did he... He was full of teens. Yeah, was, did, was there periphery kills to piss them off? I don't think so. I'm going to say less. You are spot on. Yeah. A lot less. In fact, this one, it was six. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, I think there's probably four in the car. So you're right. There's probably yeah. them four and then periphery kills yeah. or whatever. So very good. The next one then is, I really, really like, uh, it's really scared me actually, Tex- the original Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. Do we think more or less died than six in that film? Well, I think there were, were there five characters in that minibus? Did they all die? What did more people die? I always remember thinking Massacre was a bit of a exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I'm going to say, yeah, there were fewer deaths. There was. Yeah. It was very close. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there was five deaths. Yeah, um, there were five deaths. I knew it! How good is that scene at the end where yeah. she drives off on a truck or on the back and he's just there with that chainsaw flipping <laughs> yeah. out in the street? Yeah. That is just the coolest That used to shot. creep me out, by the way. <sighs> and I think that the thing that creeped me out about that film the most when I was younger was the sound design. It oh, was, what that horrible... Yeah, that, that, yeah that, that noise of the camera clicks and the, the chainsaw yeah. itself and the screaming and the laughter. That scared me more than anything you see on screen, Very except creepy. for that one shot where she, you know, is walking in the house and gets a mallet to the head. Oh, yeah. He, one thing that I always thought was strange, he's almost got like a lift door in his house. He yeah. pulls it to the side, you know. it's uh, Yeah, very, very creepy. The next one then, Candyman. Do you think in the horror movie Candyman, there is more or less deaths uh, than five? What more, would you say? More. 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 You're spot on. It's, slight, it's only just, just, it's actually six deaths in Candyman, so there is more. The next one, another bona fide classic, is Friday the 13th, the original one, the very first one. Do you think there was more or less deaths than six? Camp Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. Lots of teenagers. Yeah. Getting stabbed through beds and shit. Crazy mum. Yeah. It's got to be more, I think. Yeah, it is. It's ten. So more than six, so spot on. Last couple then. And the next one then is Zombieland. The original film, the first one. Do you think in Zombieland there was more or less deaths than... 
10. Does this include zombie deaths? Yeah, it does. More. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. And there's 116 deaths, so so plenty more. Staying on the zombie vibe too. The next one then is Shaun of the Dead. 116 we had in Zombieland. What do you reckon? Shaun of the Dead more or less? Again, it includes zombie kills. It has to. I'm going to say less. You're right, yeah, less. Um, it's 43. So still high, but obviously quite a lot less than Zombieland. And the last one is From Dusk Till Dawn, the, the, the vampire gangster epic. More or less than 43. Uh, more. Yeah, and it's actually the highest on the list. Uh, 134 deaths in that. So <laughs> what a crazy movie that is. And the funny thing is, those 134 deaths must come like all in the last like 30 minutes, yeah. you know, which is so cool. It, craziness. Yeah, but you did very, very well. I came out of another very small game. This one's tiny. Indulge me. Um, the reason I come up with this game is that last week, me and Dan were actually watching um, YouTube clips of the latest Mortal Kombat game where you've got some awesome characters fighting off. So you've got like Robocop versus Terminator. You've got Rambo versus Predator. It's really, really cool. Anyway, on that sort of theme, what, I, what I've got for you is, t- is a couple of little battles. All you've got to do is tell me over the whole course of their series who do you think's killed more people so the first fight is between leatherface from the texas chainsaw massacre and ghostface from scream over the course of all their films who do you reckon killed more people ghostface you're right ghostface did so according to um the website i got my information leatherface over the course of all his films has actually killed 10 people ghostface has killed 30 plus so only 10 for- i know i was surprised yeah. you know if you added them all but you know, we'll go with it. He calls himself a killer. I know. What I think it might be, I think the family, the, the extended family might kill a few and so that maybe makes the count okay. higher. But Leatherface himself, apparently only 10. The next one then is Michael Myers versus Freddy Krueger. <sighs> Who oh. do you reckon killed more over the franchises? I think Freddy. Has Freddy had more film? I'm going to say Freddy. Actually, Michael Myers. Oh. So, Michael Myers apparently has killed over 120 people. <laughs> <laughs> It's That's pretty, a serial killer. Like a leather face. Half fast. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. He's called 38. And the last one, Chucky versus Jason Voorhees. Oh, it's got to be Jason Voorhees, surely. It's Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Chucky killed people in space, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Chucky's he's, he's up to 41, and Jason Voorhees is 160 plus. So <laughs> they don't even know exactly how many he's killed. So fair enough have you but, ever seen Jason X the one in space I haven't oh, no um, I've seen Freddy versus Jason yeah. um, but that's just too far for me I mean I want to see Machete in space but Jason in space <laughs> what the hell <laughs> oh, mate that was really fun cool I'm glad you enjoyed mate glad you enjoyed well my game which I have inevitably created yeah um, is something to do with something you mentioned that you hated in this film Early Doors <laughs> what, what, did, what was one of the first things you said you hated about this film mate how long have you got cliches of high schools I'll give it to you so it it was actually rules the rules in this (laughs) mate it just was lazy you know but yeah cool so the rules so I've created a game called rules is rules so in this game what I'll be doing is reading out a rule that appears in a film whether it be a quote or a general rule that is mentioned in it and you just got to tell me what film it's from oh interesting I like it so right this sounds good yeah some of them are easy yep some good. of them not so that's cool um, I'll learn something I think you'll score well early doors so first one is don't cross the streams oh don't cross the streams okay it doesn't jump out at me or never um, cross the streams as it's sometimes said it sounds like very billy goat gruff you know what i mean with like some troll underneath <laughs> don't think actual water think maybe some... streams i thought you'd get this straight away I streams. Thought this is a very famous one what is this streams 
I can only think of one type of stream, and that's water. You have to give me a clue, mate. Or who would you call? Oh, <laughs> I know who it is. So it's got to be the Ghostbusters. Yes, never cross the streams. <laughs> okay. So, second one. Karate is for defense. Oh, so that sounds... Is it Mr. Miyagi in Karate Kid? Might be. Is it? Yeah, I'll go with that. It is. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi. Have you seen Cobra Kai probably? Oh, I haven't. No, it is on the list, mate. But because I know you said... You it's know, you great. Everyone watch it, please. Gushing review of that. I do yeah. need to watch it. Okay, number three is coffee is for closers only. Oh, this one rings a bell. Coffee is for closers only. It's got a strange name to the film. Yeah, I mean, it. What that says to me is something to do with like sales and like and and oh, coffee. Is so, it? Shall I tell you? The Wolf of Wall Street. Is no, a guess. not no. far off. It's Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Oh, I, I didn't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, I'm going to tweak a bit, but it's you do not talk about this film. Oh, I know this one. So this one will be Fight Club. Yes. Yeah. Number five, rule number two: double tap. Oh. Double tap. I know this one. This is Zombieland. Correct. Love that movie. Number six, don't have sex. Oh, this will be Scream. Yes. Or any horror film in general. Yeah, no, it's specifically Scream uh, when he's all the rules of the horror film, even though there's a few people. I still think about that to this day when I'm watching a film. So Anaconda, for example, when they're getting frisky in the the jungle, I'm like, don't do that. You'll die. You're going to die. Yeah. This is a good one. Number seven. No touching of the hair or face. Oh, no touching of the hair or face. Oh, Anchorman. (laughs) Yeah, great film. Number eight, there are no rules. The rules, there are no rules. Yeah, the only rules are there are no rules. I feel like that's a phrase I know, but what it could be, I don't know. It's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Ah, I've heard of that movie, not seen it, and yeah, I've heard that phrase a million times. Number nine. Laughter is far more powerful than screams. Oh, I tell you what jumps out at me is jo- the Joker no. or something like that. No. So let me give you a clue. In this, screams are kind of currency for a lot of the film. Ah, so is this Monsters Inc.? Correct. Yeah, yeah. great film. Next one. Only the penitent man shall pass. Hmm. Only the penitent man shall pass. Only the penitent man shall pass. So what's that mean? Only the guy who's like, sorry, will will come through. I think I know this, but I can't think. What could it be? Oh. Ah! Is it Indiana Jones? And the it's the, the, the Last Crusade? Correct. Yeah, so the one with his dad. This is the one that he steps onto the the bridge. He's yeah. got to have faith. And yes. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Exactly. Actually, just a little hark back to what we were talking about a minute ago. When that guy grabbed that cup, the Holy Grail, and, it, and, he, and he turned to a skeleton, that freaked me out as yeah, a kid. That scary. was fucking terrifying. And also, Raiders of the Lost Ark were the, the melting guy. Oh, mate. There's some actually well freaky bits in yeah. Indiana Jones, isn't there? And also the Temple of Doom with the uh, weird Masonic um, ritual heart. thing. Yeah. See, yeah. so, again, another shout out to my cousin. But when I was a kid, he always used to do that thing. He used to literally put his hand on my heart and do that Kalima thing. Yeah. And I used to think my heart was going to come out. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> right. Number 11. You got out of line. You got whacked. Everybody knew the rules. <laughs> oh, that's going to be uh, good fellas. Yeah. Get whacked. Number 12. The game is rigged. 
and it does not reward people who play by the rules. Oh, the game is rigged. It does not reward people who play by the rules. Uh, the game is rigged. It should ring some bells. You've definitely seen it recently. Oh, what would it be? I need a clue. Well, I know for a fact you've seen it recently because we talked about it for about two hours. <laughs> Oh my god, what, what could it be? So The game is rigged, and it does not reward people who play by the rules, but it might reward people who don't play by the rules and do things that they shouldn't do. Like, what, take, what are we talking like about? So, take people's money and drug them. Oh, I know. So this will be the female heavy hustlers. <laughs> yes. Yep, amazing. Number 13, unlucky for some, but mm. this is the penultimate one, so only two left. You've got to learn the five D's. Oh, you've got to learn the five D's. Shall I tell you the five D's? Oh, I feel like I know this one. Yeah, go for it. Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. <sighs> I don't know. Two very heavy clues in that one. Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. There's people screaming. Oh, right oh, now. it's dodgeball. Yes. <laughs> Do you know it's that mental? I haven't seen that film. What? I know, I know. You know, there's a few films where people go, "What? You haven't seen?" That's one of them. Oh. I haven't seen dodgeball. Oh, crazy. I know. You need I know. to. I know. You need to. <laughs> okay, so last one, number fourteen. Bad language, chocolate, gasoline, uneducational toys, and anything spicy. Abortion is also illegal, but then again, so is pregnancy if you don't have a license. Oh, what could this be? Shall um, I say it again? Yeah, one more time. Bad language, chocolate, gasoline, uneducational toys, and anything spicy. Abortion is also illegal, but then again, so is pregnancy if you don't have a license. <sighs> don't know. It sounds very like some dystopian future where like nothing's allowed. Spot on. Hmm. What's the first word? What was the first one I said? Bad language. And you've got like... Oh, I know it. <laughs> Sorry. Is this the one... With, oh, mate, this is such a good film. Where every time you swear, it goes, eh, you've been fined one credit for, yeah. <laughs> for like messing up the verbal morality code. Exactly. It's demolition, man. Exactly, yeah. Mate, that is such a good film. And I'll tell you what, that is one of my favourite little gags of a movie. The fact that they carry that on through the whole film, that you can hear in the background, it go, eh, you've been fined yeah, one he, credit. He, he uses it as toilet paper because they yeah, only use yeah. conch shells. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, the, thanks for the taxes or something. Like, uh, Mate, that's amazing. That was a great game. I really, really enjoyed that. And rules um, is rules, mate. Um, rules is rules. Rules is rules. And like I say, some I knew, some I learned for the first time. And like I say, they were they were awesome. And I'm sure at home, you know, there'd be some you got. I and think the thing that I learned from it is you need to go and watch Dodgeball. I know a lot of people have been telling me that, and um, I, I do need to see that. That is a big old hole, isn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a film that I'd say 99 percent of the population have seen, and yeah, I haven't. So yeah, definitely have to see that. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll link to it. Uh, maybe we will see. So. Basically, all it leaves then is for you to reveal what we're going to be watching next. And well, what would be cool is um, if, if it was something wedding related, as, you're getting <laughs> ma as, as the next time we do an episode, um, you'll be married. So congratulations, I, mate. I did think about doing that. 
but maybe the week after we will. It's not wedding related, spoiler no. alert. Oh, that's um, okay. That's cool. Maybe I'll try and do something wedding related, you I'm, know? I'm trying to think whether there is any wedding related stuff in it. I don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> it's just a slight hint. So, yeah, where do you think I might have gone? Uh, um, straight off the bat, I think Willem Dafoe has done like lots of, you know, good, interesting films. Great actor. I know you like him. I like him. So, I think that he might be a good show. He is a good shout, and that's yeah. who I went for. Wee, so we're on the right track then. And by the way, let's mention now that this means that he's, I think, the first person that has been in three movies that we've seen. Ah, so he was in Clear and Present Danger, wasn't Correct. he? Yeah. He's been in this, and then he's going to be okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he will be the the first third timer. Yeah. A question: What sort of era are we looking? Are we sort of talking maybe like sort of maybe seventies, eighties, or are we talking about maybe more later modern, than that? Later than that. So, are we talking maybe nineties, two thousands. Yeah, sounds yeah, about right. That sounds cool. Is it a movie um, for all ages? Would you say this film was rated at a twelve or below? Hell no. no. Oh, so this is a, a, a real adult. Hmm, an adult film. I believe it was rated R. Oh wow. Okay, so oh, we need some clues, mate. What have we? What have we? What are some clues you can give me on this one? <laughs> Let me think of a clue. Oh, first of first of all, there are some fucking great actors in it that mean you're not going to have a problem next week or awesome. next time we do this yeah. uh, in choosing another film you're going to have a lot of fun choosing your next film yeah i'm not sure whether you've ever seen the film but it involves a investment banking banking executive okay about a wealthy um, should i say new york city investment banking executive wealthy new york city okay he's also a bit crazy and egotistical and vain um, and violent and psychotic oh and and, and american yeah and is he a bit of a psycho <laughs> yes oh <laughs> i literally love this film like there's so many good scenes especially the one with the uh, business card yes um so i think the film you're talking about is american psycho you're damn right I oh mate i am well excited to watch this again because it's been a while does that mean then it's on a streaming service it is indeed it's on netflix oh quality i mean don't that's... know if you've ever heard of it it's a small yeah. streaming service oh, i'll check that one out i'll get a free trial but no that is awesome i'm buzzing this on there i'm buzzing we're going to watch it and i'm buzzing we're going to be talking about it because that is it is it is a very interesting film full disclosure it wasn't my first choice there was a few on there i think even i let slip last week to you by accident that oh do you know what i'm thinking of doing this take shelter film that was mentioned to you mm. and I, I spoke about it very passionately and i thought oh no I, i've spoken about that so much i can't choose that because uh, george is going to know it ended up not being on any streaming services anyway but uh, side note is take shelter is a brilliant film i haven't seen it for a very long time it's not action heavy it's pretty just slow dark and foreboding so yeah give that give that a watch but i wanted to i i chose this film after i watched death death note and just wanted to watch a bit of quality that i knew was going to be good <laughs> yeah i know what you mean you wanted something that was yeah. um yeah gonna you know be a class act yeah so let's, let's let's watch something that we can be passionate about but also i'm still still getting over the fact of how long our previous film uh, once upon a time in hollywood was <laughs> so i wanted something good quality but not too long and this is an hour and 41 minutes so perfect uh, so yeah that's that sounds awesome and I, I can really say i haven't seen this film for a long time i'm looking forward to watching it again and i'm looking forward to talk about it in depth because you know from what i remember there's 
quite a lot to talk about this movie yeah. i think we'll have yeah we, we always have plenty to chat about it, but i think it's gonna be an interesting episode mate looking forward to it me too mate and as i mentioned earlier we've alluded to a few times just a heads up we may have a week break or so after this as i'm rather selfishly getting married uh next week it's the least you deserve a nice week off like i say take <laughs> as long as you need because um obviously you're getting married so congratulations thank you very much mate. <laughs> so you may not hear the american psycho episode for a couple of weeks but george and i will get straight back on it after we've recovered from our collective hangovers from my wedding uh, so we're sorry about that but blame covid for cancelling my original date and also Cass for being so desperate to lock, <laughs> lock me down that she couldn't wait another year and there she <laughs> now nah, bless her it's going to be good like i mean you know this time next week you know you're gonna be married and we're going to be smashed and we're going to be having a great time so yeah it's going to be like the best thing in this whole lockdown you know I mean, apart from this podcast, I ain't been doing a lot. You no, know what I mean? Exactly. I've just been literally going on walks, which I love, and I've been, you know, playing PlayStation, but I haven't been doing a lot. So this is actually something in our life which is actually happening. So good on you, you know? Something to look forward yeah. to, mate. That's it. Exactly. And maybe, like like you said, we'll see if you can connect uh, American Psycho... <laughs> Not to Cass, uh, <laughs> but to weddings. And maybe we get a wedding film the, the, the week after. No no pressure, but, you know, choose whatever you want. But, let, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, if I can get any sort of wedding scene, even if it's the tiniest one, uh, it's get it's going in. Um, oh, I've just so. I've just made a connection that you can do that with, but oh, I'm not going to tell you. I'm no, tell you. I'm going to have to do a bit of research. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'll try and do that. As always, if you guys want to, like, ever email in, then the email address is infinitefilmclub at gmail.com. And also, if you've liked it today, and actually, like, even if you haven't liked it, you know, please just give us like a five star review and, and and put like a little review like a little note about you know what it's been yeah. what your experience has been because it literally takes two seconds and the more we get the more you know our podcast will appear on other people's phones and stuff and it'll just make it better and, and, and more people will hear it and more people will email in it'll just be awesome so if you can do that that'd be really cool yeah now even if you don't like it give us a, do us a favour and just give it five stars because your opinion doesn't really matter but your five stars do so. yeah absolutely <laughs> we, we'd love the stars you know and uh, yeah thank you for everyone that's done it already that's awesome I've got to say mate I've particularly enjoyed today's episode because yeah. it's the first film we've both hated absolutely and I mean it's always good to talk about gushingly of, fil- of a film but also it's hilarious to talk about a film you hate you know we both hated it I actually said to Dan like you know while we had a little break today I said oh, I'd be quite interested actually one day when there's a film like I absolutely hate and that absolutely loves <laughs> it might not happen very often because you know we've got a similar sort of view on films not always the same but but yeah anyway interesting to talk about a film we hate today, yeah so. we're mostly aligned but uh, yeah. today we're, we're full on board with her yeah. i thought i had gone a bit too harsh on it we're a two star and then i heard you did it and i couldn't help but laugh yeah two for me all day long perfect yeah. well mate can't wait for uh, next week to yeah. see you when i'm uh, getting hitched nice one other than that we'll get together again when we're talking about american psycho yeah. in, uh, in a couple of weeks exciting stuff all right mate um see you when you're married cheers mate <laughs> cheers, thank mate. you everybody bye, bye.